praise the Lord and walk face with family, friends. It's good to be back in the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. God is a good God and his mercy endureth forever. Hallelujah. I will lift my eyes to the hills with cometh my help. For my help cometh from the Lord who made the heavens and the earth. I would like to come today. By the way, my name is Jane. The subject I will be liking to talk to you today is about different territories, different spirits, different territories, different spirits. I will be coming from 1 Corinthians chapter, starting at the 6th verse, hallelujah. And as I go along, I will try to insert other scriptures that I will be coming from. Hallelujah. It says, and there are diversities of operations, but it is the same God which worketh in all. I would like to give a brief definition of what operations mean. There are many functions, in other words, but it is the same God which worketh in all. I would like to read seven. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to every man to profit with all. So the Spirit is given to every man to profit with all. So the manifest showing of the spirit. It is given to every man to profit with all. So it is to profit all of us. For to one is given, number eight, for to one is given by the spirit, the word of wisdom. To another, the word of knowledge by the same spirit. Number nine, to another, faith by the same spirit and to another the gift of healing by the same spirit and I would like to read 10 to another the working of miracles to another prophecy to another discerning of spirits to another diverse kinds of tongues to another interpretation of tongues so by the same spirit all the gifts work by Spirit of the Lord. Hallelujah. Glory and honor be to God. Matthew the 11th chapter and the 20th verse. Hallelujah. 
21st. Then he began to upbraid the cities. We're talking about territories. Hallelujah. Cities are considered as territories. Wherein most of his mighty works were done. Because they repented not. So. Jesus. He began. To leave these cities. Because. They repented not. Say woe unto thee. 21. Chorazin. Woe unto thee. Bethesda. For if the mighty works which were done in you had been done in Tyre and Sidon, they would have repented long ago as sackcloth and ashes. 22. But I say unto you, it shall be more tolerable for Tyre and Sidon at the day of judgment than for you. Hallelujah. Chorazin and Bethesda, they knew. They knew. But Tyre and Sidon did not know about repentance. So some cities in this world, they know. And they have known about the repentance of, of God, what he wants. And some cities, they don't. So God's saying, woe to y'all who know. Territories, people that understand. They're the ones that don't. So God is saying, it's going to be more tolerable. Our Lord is saying, it's going to be more tolerable for Tyre and Sidon at the day of judgment than for you. So what's going to happen to them? It's not necessarily. That's what God's saying. It's going to be better off for them than for you. Because you knew. Um, I would like to go to. You know, have you ever went to a neighborhood and looked at the graffiti or the nuisance because of the territory. You know, the territory, it tells what it's made of. You can tell if it's made out of love. You would see the caring. You would even see the sharing. You will see peace and people trying to make a difference. Hallelujah. I would like to go to Matthew 12 and 24. It said, but when the Pharisees heard it, they said, this fellow does not cast out devils by Beelzebub, the prince of devils. 
And Jesus knew their thoughts. Oh yeah, Jesus knows our thoughts. And he said to them, Every kingdom divided against itself is brought to desolation. And every city, there you go, city, territory, or house, territory, divided against itself shall not stand. I would like to read 26. And if Satan cast out Satan, is divided against himself, how shall then his kingdom stand? 27. And if I be Beelzebub, cast out devils, by whom do your children cast them out? Therefore, they shall be your judges. Hallelujah. 28. But if I cast out devils by the Spirit of God, then the kingdom of God is come unto you. 29. Or can one enter into a strong man's house and spoil his goods? Except he first bind the strong man. And then he shall spoil his house. Hallelujah. So God is saying. A kingdom that's divided against itself. Cannot stand. A house divided against himself. Cannot stand. First. A strong man have to be bound in his house before his house goods be spoiled. So, in order to come in a strong man's house, you first got to bind strong men. So that's the only way the devil can destroy us is if he binds your strength. So don't let him bind your strength. So that he will not be able to take the good from you. That's it. Your temple. You. For ye are the temple of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. From which Christ dwells. You know, some territories have different spirits. There are traumatizing spirits. There are unforgiving spirits. There are spirits that are divided. But not in the bus. There are a difference between. God's body. Which is one. And Beelzebub. Prince of devils. Once. The spirits have came out. They are looking for a place to come back into. Once the house has been cleaned and garnished and swept. And that's in Luke 11 and 26. So it's saying. The spirits are looking for a place to come back to once they leave. They are looking to come in the strong man's house and bind him and take seven more spirits that are even worse. So don't let those spirits come in and bind you. Because they are looking for a place to dwell, a territory, and that is inside your heart. And these 
are the spirits that shall not be with God. First Corinthians and nine to 11. I would like to start at the fifth chapter first of first Corinthians five and eight. It said, therefore, let us keep the feast. That Christ has sacrificed for us. For the sacrifice made. So that's what God is saying. Ways. I say, therefore, let us keep the feast, not with old leaven. God does not want the old leaven, which is the old way, neither with the leaven of malice and wickedness, but with the unleavened bread of sincerity and truth. I would like to say what sincerity is. Sincerity is honest and good faith. Oh. Openness and truth. I would like to go to 1 Corinthians 6 and 9 now. Through 11. 1 Corinthians 6 and 9. And it reads, Know ye not that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God? Be not deceived, neither fornicators, nor adulterers, nor, adulterers, nor infeminate, nor abusers of themselves with mankind. 10. Nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor extortioners shall inherit the kingdom of God. And such were some of you, but ye are washed, but ye are sanctified, but ye are justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of our God. And I would like to read, things are lawful unto me, but all things are not expedient. All things are lawful for me, but I will not be brought under the power of any. Paul made up his mind. I will not let these things get me. It's not going to get me. That's what we have to say. Uh-uh. Not me. I would like to give some definitions on what these words that God said about the people that will not be with him. Adulterers a-D-U-L-T-E-R-S is people who are sleeping with another man or woman that are married to another it's woman or man and effeminate is a man that is acting like a woman and 
abuses of themselves with mankind is homosexuality. That means they're attracted to the same person as who they are. And thieves are people who take what is not theirs. They are covetous. People that are into materialism. They think uh, about uh, my new hair, my new clothes, uh, my new shoes, my new car, my new house. It's nothing. It's not. It's all about them, and they're all into that. They're stuck in material materialism. My God, it and I show materialism. And trying to get other people's possession, which in these days we call that a gold digger. Nor drunkards, people who love to drink strong wine and wines and drinks and stuff and liquor, that with God, who speaks of violence, who speaks abusively. Or nasty to another person or thing. And a extortioner is a person who robs people forcibly. They shall not inherit the kingdom of God. I would like to give a brief definition on territories. Territories are a place where a person rules over. You know, many people, God drove out of territories. Like in Exodus 34 and 24, God drove out the people from Joshua and Israel. Uh, he drove out the Jebusites Canaanites, the Gershonites, the Amorites, and the Perizzites, because these people was into idolating, idolatry worship. The Canaanites, I will leave these uh, a brief definitions on who these people what they did. The Canaanites were polytheistic. They worshipped their God. The Ammonites were monotheistic. They worshipped people named after mountains and deserts and the moon God. And God didn't want Israel to learn the ways of these people. So that is why God allowed them to be in war and to be put out of the land that God was going to give Israel because God did not want them to mingle in the territories with these peoples, with their idolatry worship. God is against idolating. 
out a loop. Anything that means more to you or anything that takes the place of the true living God, anything that is more important, it's become like an item. It could be a TV. It could be an item. If you like watching them crazy shows on that TV, that could be an item. It could be your phone. That could be an item. If you're on all day, that could be an item. It could be your car. You're always shining and waxing on it every minute. I got to have this clean. Oh, yeah, it's got to be extra clean. And you know you ain't got to do all that. But your car means more to you. You put new parts on it and all this other stuff. That's idolatry. So anything, just like uh, when people go to the rock concerts, they they, they, uh, they go crazy over a man. That's idolatry. Hallelujah. Hey, yeah, man. Woo. That's my path. I, I buy every record he got in the world. That's idolatry. And God said, them people ain't going to inherit the kingdom. I would like to talk about territorial spirits. Daniel 10, 13. Daniel 10 and 13. He said, but the prince of the kingdom of Persia withstood me one and twenty days. Michael, one of the chief princes, came to help me, and I remained there with the kings of Persia. Now I am come to make these understand what shall befall the people in the latter days, for yet the vision is for many days. And when he had spoken such words unto me, I set my face towards the ground, and, and became dumb. 16. And behold, one like the similitude of the sons of men touched my lips. Then I opened my mouth and spake and said unto him before me, O Lord, by the vision my sorrows are turned upon me, and I have retained, excuse me, retained no strength. For how can the servant of this, my Lord, talk with me, this my Lord? For as for me, straightway there remain no strength in me, neither is there breath left in me. There came again and touched me one like the appearance of a man. And he strengthened me and said, O man, greatly beloved, fear not. Peace be unto thee. Be strong. Yea, be strong. And when he had spoken unto me, I was strengthened and said, Let my Lord speak, for thou hast strengthened me. Then he said, Knowest thou, therefore, I came unto thee. And now I will return to fight with the prince of Persia. And when I am gone forth, lo, the prince of Grecia shall come. But I will show thee which is noted in the scripture of truth. There is none that holdeth with me in these things, your prince. So it's talking about God had heard in the 12th verse. Then he said unto me, Fear not, Daniel, for from the first day that thou didst set thine heart to understand and to chasten thyself before thy God, thy words were heard, and I am come for thy words. But the prince of the kingdom of Persia withstood me. So God hears our prayers. 
It's just this spiritual warfare going on in territories. And the angels of God are standing up and fighting for us. In Psalms 91, it said that he would give his angels charge over you to keep thee in all thy way. So God's angels are standing up for us. So know that you got an angel fighting on your behalf. Hallelujah. And God does hear our prayers. So he said, if you are a child, or if you are righteous, if you obeyed me, I'm listening to you. So God listens to those who obey him. God listens to those who walk right before him. So know the angels are fighting on your behalf. Amen. You know, God was going to give the Israelites the land, but they had to go to battle. If you want this place called heaven, you got to go to war for it. But knowing God never leaves if we obey and be courageous and have strength, he promised to be with us. I said, he promised to be with us. Joshua 1, 4 through 14. Hallelujah. I'd like to talk about also a brave woman in the Bible. And she, uh, she was a Jew, and once upon a time she was an orphan, but God showed favor with the king in her in his eyes and allowed her to become the queen, and her name is Esther. Esther was a virtuous woman also. She was a woman of strength. She loved God. And she was a woman of virtue. So, what I'm saying, by her prayers and her fasting, she told the people to come together and they all prayed and fasted. And that's what God said, when the house is not divided, it will stand. So they prayed and fasted for three days. They were not divided, they were grown one accord. In other words, they got into the territory. They broke through in the territory. We have to ask God, anoint him to break through the territories where we cannot break through. Because God knows that he can break through it. But we have to trust in him. Hallelujah. We have to believe in him. And we have to wait on him. Say, wait on the Lord and be of good courage. And he shall strengthen thy heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. Glory to God. In Proverbs 24 and 5, the Bible says about wisdom. It says, a wise man is strong, yea, a man of knowledge Increase it. If you're going to go in and take down some territories, you've got to have some wisdom first before you just go into a territory. You got to know what you're dealing with and what you're working with. Because if you don't know and you walk into a city and 
and you have no knowledge of anything about what is there, what you're going to have to conquer, then how could you be strong if you don't have a strategy? My God, you got to have strength to go in, and most of all, you got to have wisdom. So be wise as serpents, but harmless as doves. And in Deuteronomy, the seventh chapter, Deuteronomy, the seventh chapter, and the 17th through the 26th verse reads, If thou shalt say in thy heart, These nations are more than I, how can I depossess them? Thou shalt not be afraid of them, but shall will remember what the Lord thy God did unto Pharaoh and to all Egypt. 19. The great temptations which thine eyes saw and thy signs and thy wonders and the mighty hand and the stretched out arm whereby the Lord thy God brought thee out. So shall the Lord thy God do unto all the people of whom thou art afraid. Moreover, the Lord thy God will send the hornet among them until they are left and hide themselves from thee and be destroyed. Thou shalt not be affrighted of them. Affrighted means afraid. For the Lord thy God is among you a mighty God and terrible. The Lord thy God will put out these nations before thee by little and little. Thou mayest not consume them at once, lest the beasts of the field increase upon thee. But the Lord thy God shall deliver them unto thee, and shall destroy them with a mighty destruction, until they be destroyed. And he shall deliver the kings into thy hand, and thou shalt destroy their name forever from under the heaven. Thou shalt destroy them from under heaven. There shall no man be able to stand before thee until thou have destroyed them. The graven images of their gods shall ye burn with fire. Thou shalt not desire the silver or gold that is on them, nor take it unto thee, lest thou be snared therein. For it is an abomination to the Lord thy God. Neither shalt thou bring an abomination into thine house lest thou be cursed thing like it, but thou shalt utterly detest it, and thou shalt utterly abhor it, for it is a cursed thing. So God was given a, a differentiation about what is cursed and what is blessed. He said, uh, don't worry. I will help you possess the land. I will bring upon the plagues and the things that happened what I did to uh, in our Egypt. There were signs and wonders. And God said, I'll do it to them. He's going to do it to all the people that thou are afraid of. So don't worry, God got your back. The territory that you're going through in your life. If we trust in God, God got our backs. If we trust in God, God will take care of those. 
but we seem like we cannot take care of you. God said, don't even desire their cursed things, things that they have. Don't even, don't even desire them. In other words, God has rejected it. Don't desire what they have. Hallelujah. So God will do for us if we uh, keep his commandments. His commands. He will help us. And then Judges 11. I would like to go to Judges 11. Now, starting at the first verse. Now, Jephthah the, the Gileadite was a Mavedal. And he was the son of Anharnet. And Gilead begat Jephthah. And Gilead's wife bare him sons. And his wife's sons grew up, and they thrust out Gilead and said unto him, Thou shalt not inherit in our father's house, for thou art a son of a strange woman. Then Jephthah fled from his brethren and dwelt in the land of Tob. There were gathered vain men to Jephthah and went out with him. And it came to pass that the children of Ammon made war against Israel. And it was so. And when the children of Ammon made war against Israel, the elders of Gilead went to fetch Jephthah at the land of Tob. And they said unto Jephthah, Come and be our captain, that we may fight with the children of Ammon. And Jephthah said, said unto the elders of Gilead, did not he hate me and expel me out of my father's house? And why are you come unto me now when ye are in distress? And the elders of Gilead said unto Jephthah, Therefore we turn again to thee now that thou mayest go with us and fight against the children of Ammon and be our head over all the inhabitants of Gilead. And that is the reading of the word. Sometimes people in life will remove you from their territory because they want to have the territory all to themselves. And they feel that you are not worthy to be in Father's house because you're different. You're not worthy to be here. But like the same people you put out the territory, that's the ones you go and look for. Yes, they did him wrong. But in the end, justice always comes. He still was the brethren. But, you know, it was all because they were under distress that they called. Because they knew that Jetap was a man of valor. He was courageous. He could put his dupes up, in other words. And they, they wanted somebody like that on their side to lead them that was not afraid to face whatever at that moment. So it seemed like people will always come looking for you when they know they have did wrong and that they need you. They will look for you. So don't worry about if people don't want you in their space. You know, God wants you in his space. 
Amen. I would lead, like to read Jeremiah uh, the 36th chapter. And it came to pass in the fourth year of Jehoiakim, the son of Josiah, king of Judah, that this word came unto Jeremiah from the Lord, saying, Take thee a roll of a book, and write therein all the words that I have spoken unto thee against Israel, and against Judah, and against all nations, from the day I spake unto thee, from the days of Josiah, even unto this day. It may be that the house of Judah will hear all the evil which I purpose to do unto them, that they may return every man from his evil way, that I may forgive their iniquity and their sin. Then Jeremiah called Baruch the son of Neriah, and Baruch wrote from the mouth of Jeremiah all the words of the Lord, when he had spoken unto him upon a roll of a book. And Jeremiah commanded Baruch, saying, I am shut up. I cannot go into the Lord. Therefore go thou and read in the roll which thou hast written from my mouth the words of the Lord in the ears of the people in the Lord's house upon the fasting day. And also thou shalt read them in the ears of all Judah that come out of their cities, territory, cities. It may be that they will present their supplication before the Lord. And will return everyone from his evil way. For great is the anger and the fury of the Lord. It may be they will present their supplication before the Lord. And will return everyone from his evil way. For great is the anger and the fury that the Lord has pronounced against the people. And Barak the son of Neriah did according to all that Jeremiah the prophet commanded him. Reading in the words of the Lord in the Lord's house. And it came to pass in the fifth, fifth year of Jehoiakim, the son of Josiah, king of Judah, in the ninth month, that they proclaimed a fast before the Lord to all the people in Jerusalem and to all the people that came from the cities, territory of Judah and to Jerusalem. Then read Barak and the book, the words of Jeremiah in the house of the Lord, in the chamber of Gerimariah, the son of Shaphan, the scribe, higher court at the entry of the new gate of the Lord's house in the ears of all the people. When Micah, the son of Jeremiah, the son of Shaphan, had heard out of the book all the words of the Lord, then he went down into the king's house into the scribe's chamber, and lo, all the princes sat there, even Elishama, the scribe, and Delilah, the son of Shemaiah, and Elithin, the son of Akbor, and Gemariah the son of Shaphan, and Zechariah the son of Han Hananiah, and all the princes. Then Micah declared unto them all the words that he had heard. But Barak read the book in the ears of the people. Therefore all the princes sent Jehudai, the son of Nathanael, the son of Shelemiah, the son of Cushi, and the son of Barak, saying, Take in thy hand the roll wherein thou hast read in the ears of the people, and come. So Barak the son of Neriah took the roll in his hand and came unto him. And they said unto him, Sit down and read it in our ears. So Barak read it in their ears. Now it came to pass when they had heard all the words, they were afraid both one and other, and said unto Barak, We will surely tell the king of all these words. And they asked Barak, saying, Tell us now, how dost thou write all these words at his mouth? Then Barak answered, 
them. He pronounced all these words unto me with his mouth, and, and I wrote them with ink in the book. Then said the princess unto Barak, Go, hide thee, thou Jeremiah, and let no man know where ye be. Then went in to the king into the court, but they laid the roll in the chamber of Elishama, the scribe, and told all the words in the ears of the king. So the king sent Jehoiada to fetch the robe, and he took it out of Elishama the scribe's chamber, and Judah had read it in the ears of the king. And in the ears of all princes which stood besides the king, now the king sat in the winter house in the ninth month, and there was a fire on the earth burning before him. And it came to pass that when Jehoiada had read three or four leaves, he cut it into with a penknife and cast it into the fire that was on the earth until all the roll was consumed in the fire that was on the earth. Yea, they were not afraid, nor rent their garments, neither the king nor any of his servants that had heard all these words. Nevertheless, Ethelon and Delilah and Jeremiah had made intercession to the king that he would not burn the roll, but he would not hear them. But the king commanded Jerehabel, the son of Hamalek, and then Sariah, the son of Azrael, and Shelayamah, the son of Abdil, to take a to take Barak the scribe and Jeremiah the prophet, but the Lord hid them. Then the word of the Lord came to Jeremiah after the king had burned the robe, and the, the words which Barak wrote at the mouth of Jeremiah, saying, Take thee again another robe and write in it write in it all the former words that were in the first robe, which Jehokim, king of Judah, has burned. That and thou shalt say to Jehoiakim king of Judah, Thus said the Lord, Thou hast burned this roll, saying, Why hast thou written, saying, The king of Babylon shall certainly come and destroy this land, and shall cause to cease from thence man and beast? Therefore thus said the Lord of Jehoiakim king of Judah, He shall have none to sit upon the throne of David, and his dead body shall be cast out in the day to the heat, and in the night to the frost. And I will punish him, bring upon them the inhabitants of Jerusalem, and upon the men of Judah, and all the evil that I have pronounced against them, but they hearken not. Then took Jeremiah another road and gave it to Barak the scribe and the son of Neriah, who wrote there from the mouth of Jeremiah all the words of the book which Jehovah, king of Judah, had burned in the fire. And there were added besides unto them many like words. So it doesn't matter what people... It doesn't matter what they say because we saw what happened. They... The words of the Lord was given and they didn't want to receive it, the king. So he burned it. But you can't stop God's mouth. Whether it's on paper, pencil, word, whatever, however it comes. Through a preacher, you can't stop God's word from getting out. If that's what he wants. If he wants the cities to know it, he wants the territories to know it, they're going to know it. Even if it has to be written on paper or written on something or even recorded or put across the airs they're going to get it 
is going to go into their territories and their cities, and God's going to make sure, even if the people reject it, of getting his word to his people. Hallelujah. He uses his word to get to people in our modern days many ways. We got uh, all our social media platforms. We got our videos platforms. We got uh, paper form platforms where you can pass out. So God got many ways of reaching people. So don't think it's just one way to reach. That's why God said there are many in the body. Hallelujah. There are many in the body. And they are working through the same spirit. Hallelujah. So I would like to go to Jeremiah 51 and start at 20. My battle axe and weapons of war. For with thee will I break in pieces the nation's territory. And with thee will I destroy kingdoms. 21. For with thee I will break in pieces the horse and his rider, and with thee I will break in pieces the chariot and his rider. 22. And with thee also will I break in pieces man and woman, and with thee will I break in pieces old and young, and with thee will I break in pieces the young man and the maid. So the Lord Jeremiah was saying, the Lord is my rod. And with this rod, I'm going to tear down nations, territories. So, it's saying, he was saying that God, it's his weapon. And with God, the Bible said, with God, all things are possible. So all things are possible with God. You can go in and take down these nations, take down these kingdoms. Power of God. Hallelujah. And I would like to read 51 and 36. Say, therefore, thus said the Lord, behold, I will plead thy cause and take vengeance for thee, and I will dry up her sea and make her springs dry. So the Lord will plead you. He will take the vengeance for thee. So God is the one that will do this. Hallelujah. So no matter how great Someone is in charge of this territory. God still got your back. Don't worry. He will cause it to cease. He will cause it to cease. I would like to go to Numbers now and Numbers 13 and 30. It says, Then Caleb, quiet, quieted the people before Moses and said, let us go 
go up at once and take possession for we are well able to overcome it. You got to know within yourself you are well and able to overcome it. You got to have faith in God that you are more than conquerors. I can do all things through Christ that strengthen in me. But we have to remember that when we're facing the odds. We have to remember well and able to possess, to do this. Uh, you can take the land. You can take that territory and you can take them children not acting right. You can stand up and take it down. People at your job is weird. You can take it down. But you got to know you're standing in Christ. And you got to conduct yourself. You got to know what to do. But Moses was letting them know we can do this. But they were not divided. They worked together. They did not believe, but then he had to reassure them because he was standing on God's word and he knew that God had his back. That God was with them. That God had bought them out of Egypt. They bought them this far. And it was he was not going to abandon them. So you got to know God will not abandon you no matter what. God bless the reading of his word. I hope something was said today that will lift your spirit and let you know that you have a friend in Jesus. When you think you don't have a friend, he is the greatest friend of them all. You can count on him. You can rely on him. You can know that he'll be there even when you think that he won't. For we walk by faith and not by sight. So when we look in our situation and we think that uh, this is impossible. But with God, all things are possible. Keep your head up. Keep the faith. Stay in this because you're going to win. Because you are the people of God. God bless. God loves you. And never forget that. And he's there for you. Whenever you call, remember they they called. God was there for the for his children. He told them, you don't have to work for you. He said uh, when Daniel, Daniel's situation, he told he said there was a problem, but don't forget, I'm here. I hear you. God bless. Keep the faith and keep your head in Jesus.
anybody looking for your miracle tonight? Like this, come on, everybody.
Your prayer. 